This is Mike Madrid. And this is Gregory Rodriguez. We're your hosts for Americanata, where we'll be exploring the intersection of race, class, culture, and politics during a time of extraordinary change. We'll be thinking out loud and processing what's on our minds as we go, unfiltered. And we're looking forward to you joining us for this discussion as we explore how we got to this tumultuous moment in the United States. Welcome back, listeners. Gregory, great to be with you again. I'm here in uh, the headquarters of Americanata at uh, downtown Sacramento. Uh, good to be with you. Hey, good to be with you. Is that where our headquarters are? Okay, good. I like to think it is. I kind of like to think that this is the center of 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 American cultural and racial discourse. But there you go, Sacto, <laughs> man. Sacto. Like everybody believes that their 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 location is the center of where everything else circles around. So. Oh, very what have you. But I do have a really good topic that I want to broach with you. I've been thinking about a lot this week. Um, and, and part of me is a little bit hesitant because I have to acknowledge that perhaps I was not correct in my assessment of America's racial attitudes and kind of where we're at, uh, despite the tumultuous couple of years that we've had where we have been examining this uh, more forcefully, more directly than we have in a long time. And that is, there's a, a whole slew of recent pulling out showing that Americans' attitudes towards uh, race relations have returned to pre-George Floyd levels, meaning a little over a year ago, when the execution of George Floyd happened and really kind of upset sort of the political dynamics of the 2020 election cycle. And I'm bringing this up because you and I have had a number of conversations about whether or not this was a tectonic shift that would permanently alter America's perceptions of race, which for that, that was my position. I believed that it was and that it would be. Um, and maybe it's because as a practitioner in the middle of a campaign, watching public opinion move and shift as quickly and decisively as it did, especially amongst white college educated voters who were basically at that moment in time, when faced with the visuals of what was happening to George Floyd as he laid helpless in the middle of the street, uh, begging for his life, people said enough, enough. We, this, this is this, this, this weekly barrage of video and having to force, being forced to confront it visually could finally alter the trajectory of race relations in a more constructive way by, by having whites, especially those in suburban communities and outside of the urban core who deal with police very, very differently, recognize and admit that there is a very serious problem in America. Uh, it would appear that I was incorrect and perhaps just as importantly, and I'm gonna force these words out, it appears that you, <laughs> You have characterized this more accurately by looking at the larger arc of American history and race relations and recognize this was more of a blip than a um, permanent shift. We have a no gloating policy, so I'll leave it at, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I gloat. I'll gloat a little bit. Okay. You should probably temper it a little bit. Right. Yeah, I, yeah I, um, it was an important moment insofar as it opened a lot of our eyes to unfairness, but my sense um, was that it was ill-focused. Um, and this, this execution, as you put it, of a black man by a police officer that was videotaped um, 
came to represent all uh, uh, inequalities and all biases. Mm. Um, and, you know, I had a, di- a very interesting conversation with some, uh, some, some friends in, in Hollywood and, and I had said to them a month or so ago that I don't think this is going to produce a lot of positive change in the place where it matters. And they said, well, doesn't it matter that, I, that, that Hollywood, for instance, is, is making advances toward diversity? Like, well, no, no, it doesn't matter to me as much. Uh, this was about a brutal police killing. Um, and I think to the extent that the upper middle classes have uh, enjoyed advantages in journalism or or filmmaking, that doesn't solve the problem of a man being executed by a cop. So number one, and yes, there are many problems in the world and many problems vis-a-vis race in America, but the problem at hand was an execution of a black man by a white cop. And if indeed um, uh, some sort of police reform measures that are effective is passed under Biden with this Congress, then maybe it will have produced something. You know what I mean? If that happens, Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen, then I don't know what we can point to because it just became a big circus of, of um, everyone trying to be on the right side or whatever that's called uh, virtue signaling. I think they call it. And so I I don't know. It, It just became this mess about things that didn't really matter as much than man being murdered. Um, it, it became about, you know, an editor at Teen Vogue or, you know, the Hollywood Reporter or the, L- the LA Times newsroom. Like, who cares? I mean, really, these, these, these may matter on some level, but not to the level of a murder of a man by at the hands of a police. You should see what I mean. And so that in itself, it became sort of self-serving to a lot of other people. Um, I'm not saying these concerns don't matter, but they certainly don't matter as much as the murder of, of Mr. Floyd. So I, I, I was cynical about the, 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 I was cynical about it from the start and I think it's going to bear out. I mean, I think the, the one of the, the polls you're, you're pointing at says that uh, it, it's not America. I think it's white Americans have gone back right. to normal. I think right. Latinos and blacks are still saying things are bad in race relations. And yes. So, and I think we we spoke about race in a way that after after um, the incident in Minneapolis, I, we spoke about race in ways that weren't helpful. Um, um, you know, it's not it's unclear what systemic means and how do you solve it. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about jobs. We didn't talk about opportunity. We talked about the guilt of white people, and you know, I, I don't think um, I don't think sort of making all whites responsible and the language of that is either helpful to solving a problem or it's certainly not helpful politically, right? Because the whites will simply just retrench more than they are now. So I don't know. I think I think the way we've discussed race since that event um, has actually been damaging to the cause of improving race relations. Was the discussion as it unfolded over the last year after the George Floyd incident in Minneapolis, was it different than previous discussions we've had, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back to kind of the last major national flashpoint, which was the Rodney King verdict, right? The Rodney right. King incident. And, and incidentally, the, the parallels there between kind of the visual medium, right? This right. was a time before cell phones, but somebody had a camcorder on a balcony and kind of filmed it in the middle of the night. And I think for the first time, American, white Americans we're looking at this and going, okay, this is inexcusable. Like there it is, it's evidence right before my eyes. There is a problem. And the rage that, that black America feels and, 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 and responds with 
set in motion. Again, this is during the George H.W. Bush administration. It was actually one of the more formative moments of my kind of politicization too. It's, it really, it really struck a chord deep, deep inside of me. Um, probably in large part because I, you know, saw L.A. burning. I could literally see from my, you know, home in suburban Ventura County. I could see smoke rising over the hills as the city literally burned. Um, but th- th- there was there was an effort. Um, you know, L.A. tried some things with, you know, commissions on you know, to, to to systemically change things. Uh, president Bush, the first President Bush at that time. Uh, started to move the national discourse in a different direction, but was was what happened post 1992 and Rodney King different than the George Floyd incident Absolutely, and this and and the basic the essence of it. And I was in L.A. I actually was in I moved back to New York from New York to Los Angeles the week after the riots. Mm. Um, what is it? They they they, they, they this, city leaders started something called Rebuild LA, which became mm-hmm. RLA. And the, the, the focus of the sort of the, 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 what do you call it? The efforts to repair something, something, something that was wrong was on poor neighborhoods. It was on South LA. It mm-hmm. was on, it was investing in jobs, um, getting you know incentives for companies and to move into neighborhoods. It was on rebuilding, and it was and to the extent uh, that media was involved, it was on paying attention to these neighborhoods, right? So it was focusing on poverty and the issues that arrive from po- arise from poverty. Whereas today, the focus has been on the upper middle class, mm-hmm. right? It's, I mean, it's it, again, the focus has been strikingly not about poor people. Uh, it's not a bit, not it's not about disadvantage in its most fundamental economic sense, right? There, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying upper middle class African Americans or Mexican Americans, and we know this intimately, don't face certain types of disadvantages, but they are different. In, 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 they are different in intensity. Uh, they're, they're different. We do have to work harder and try harder to get where we are, but it's different than a person who needs a job and needs training, needs a good school, right? And, and I think our, our entire conversation, almost our entire conversation uh, nationally has been um, to the benefit of the upper middle classes in, in this mm-hmm. instance, but there was more attention to poverty and to intrinsic inequality that doesn't allow people to rise up the ladder. And I think, I, I mean, it's perfect for our age. I mean, hopefully we're coming out of the, the Kardashian age when it's all about image and it's all about, you know, bling and showing how well you're doing. And um, so, yeah, th- th- this, this before it was about investment. Now it's about representation. I, I'm gonna, I'll leave it at that. I think those are the difference. And, and representation is, is, is only, it's literally only skin deep. Well, look, you're, you're tapping into something I think really interesting and profound. I don't want you to, to move away from it because I think you're bringing up something I hadn't even considered. And I think that's, you're, you're right, you're onto something here. And that is, uh, it does seem like the response this time, uh, even though we are seeing a lot more of these instances literally week by week happening all over the country, what we're seeing is an attempt to make more representation in the Oscars. Exactly. Is that giving up? Have we given up? No, it's, it's again, it's this whole, the media, the, 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 the Hollywood, the, the, the politics is all about the upper middle classes. It's not, it's, it's just that we have fundamentally the, the, the inequality that exists in the economic system also exists culturally. 
that really the upper middle class sought advantage for the managerial class, the, the cultural class sought advantages for itself in this tragedy. So it's just, it, let me give you that. So representation means being spoken for, someone is someone filling in for you. And those mm -hmm. who do representation are the people who already have gotten somewhere. So the right. representation matters really. That means the upper middle class can, 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 can take advantage of the moment where we actually should be empowering the people who are presuming, they're presuming to actually represent. You see what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, there's a, it's like the whole culture is about this veneer of though we're way beyond the, the, the era of spokespeople. We're, hmm. This is the, 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 this is we're way beyond that. Spokespeople arose, the, the culture arose when blacks were disenfranchised in the South, and people had to rise up to speak for others. Now people can speak for themselves, but the only people being heard and the only people talking are the upper middle class. Uh. And there is it's just it's an entirely self-serving conversation that doesn't fundamentally solve uh, the problems of inequality. And it just it's. Uh, and, 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 and the, the, there is a real problem with America right now that it's just so lopsided that uh, even an incident like this cannot really get to what matters. It's really all about the veneer, the representational. Do we think we're solving the problem through representation? Well, who's we? I don't think so. I mean, who the hell is we in America? Um, no, I think it's a free for all. I think people take advantage of it and, and, do it for themselves. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I, I can, you know, I can bemoan, you know, my particular, you know, the things I've had to struggle as Mexican American, but I'm upper middle class. Again, put it in perspective, people. You know, I've had to, I've had my share, my many, 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 many times of complete bias toward me, of people assuming I think this or people assuming I behave this, people assuming things about me because of my ethnicity, because of a century and a half of negative portrayal of, of brown men. I got it. I got it. But I am nowhere near as disadvantaged as someone who's growing up in a heavily Latino area who has a bad school and who has crime around. And we just have to, we, we're speaking in blocks the Latino communities. You know, I can't stand the whole notion of a community. You don't live in the Latino community. You live in a geographic community that happens generally oftentimes mixed. So what we've done is we turn everybody into their corners and say there's a black community, a white community. And we've basically turned everybody into, we essentialize people. So all Latinos are the same, all the blacks are the same, and all the whites are the same. And that's not how the world works. That's, that doesn't look anywhere like America. Uh, and, and, and it doesn't really, and it makes every, so, so, so basically uh, it, uh, Mr. X Latino uh, is disadvantaged, but if you give it to Mr. Y Latino, who's not disadvantaged, you're just, you're doing the same thing because you gave it to a Latino, right? right. You solve the problem. Yeah. You yeah. solve the problem. You gave it to a Latino because all Latinos, all Latinos are the same. And again, the language we speak is just dismal. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, people probably pretend that they're doing something. I don't know what they think, but it's clearly they're not. But it, it's and I don't know. I mean, the, the the crusades of newspapers don't they don't they're they're there to win Pulitzer prizes or I don't know what or to feel good or powerful, but they're not helping real people with real problems. So racial representation in politics and culture and the media and and Hollywood is really, I think, papering over the structural economic problems and the lack of economic opportunity. Yeah, I, I get, I, mobility. Yeah, so mobility. Yeah. mobility. Yeah, exactly. Well said.
Well, do, do we have a bigger race problem or a class problem? And how should we be attacking ah, that's a that's a brilliant question. Well, the, 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 exactly. So so there. That's a great question. So you have to segment. You have to understand the, the diversity within each block, and the blocks sometimes aren't really even blocks, like Asian American Pacific mm-hmm. Islanders, or, or even Latinos. We've discussed it. You know, I don't believe as much of a block. There's many groups. So yeah, it's it's it is a class problem that we only care about the upper tier of any particular group. And yes, so it's it's the inability to see the role class plays in all of this and that bias toward a poor person of color is going to be significantly greater and a different problem than bias toward an upper middle class person of color. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, but we bundle everything together and and, 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 um, act like everyone gets treated the same. They don't. Um, and we, we can solve both. We can tend to both. There's bias all to, there's enough bias to go around, but I don't think um, the, 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 the murder in Minneapolis was about representation. I don't think that solves that problem. That was about, uh, that was presumably about uh, it, it, the feelings of impunity that a, a white officer had toward treating a man like that in, in, while being recorded. That is a, that is a, I mean, those that, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry, I'm losing my mind. No, no, this is helpful. There's a, this is, there's a lot to unpack here. And look, I, I think that, again, one of the differences between the Rodney King incident and George Floyd's murder was that the officers were found guilty in the George Floyd murder. And perhaps that was enough penance for white America to say, see, things are okay, we're okay. And I think, you, you know, there was, there was at least from the media perspective, there was some sigh of relief from black, quote unquote, leaders, right? These voices that you're talking mm-hmm. about saying, okay, you know, some, some, it's not justice, but, but some, some, some penalty was extracted. So maybe America is moving forward. But what you're suggesting, and I think rightfully so, is this, this, this really, in many ways, it's tied to the performative nature of our culture. Great. We're yes. not we're not looking at what the real problem is. We saw something that shocked the consciousness of the nation and said, let's let's solve it. These guys got to go to jail. If these guys go to jail, then the problem is solved. Yeah. Penalizing wrongdoers does not improve the lives necessarily. It, it may be part right. of it. It may right. be an emotional victory or psychic victory. But it, 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 again, it's like Trump. Trump was purportedly, you know, supported poor white people. And he did that by insulting brown people and black people and Asians, mm-hmm. right? But he didn't actually build any, you know, job centers. He didn't actually invest in those people. So yeah, there's a psychic, you know, you know, get back at your enemy. Great. I mean, it's not unimportant, I guess, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't equal actually helping people rise. And it seems to me that, that, that what that that education and socioeconomic status, while bias doesn't go away, you're the 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 the, the non-white person is has more tools to fight back against it, if the, than if you're poor. So it seems to me that the discussion or the overemphasis on racial representation is actually problematic to solving the systemic problems that afflict us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's, it's just, it's, it, it, it benefits one class and it does not benefit the people that everyone, the, the people who need help most. Um, it's, it's, it's a racket, frankly, you know, you know, Senator having a Mexican American Senator. Great. I think representation, sim, symbolism matters. I'll give you that. 
But having one senator does not change the life of Mexican-Americans in the state of California. It just does not at all, at so, all. So symbolism, well, tell, explain the difference to me. Between well, symbolism, you know, it's a symbol. You know, you don't pretend that it's anything more. Symbolism makes you feel good. Symbolism may may you, you may give you some hope that your child can, could could grow up and be a senator or may a symbolism. But there's difference. So, so I make a distinction between when Irish when the Irish took over cities like Boston and New York or Chicago politically, it was symbolic, but then they got people hired. Then they got their cousins hired in the in the fire department and the police department. So the symbolism became substantive and it actually trickled down trickled down to actually help large numbers of Irish Americans. That does not happen with one senator. And in, 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 in the progressive movement of the, of the 20s got, get, tried to get, a, get, get rid of all this through the, through the um, uh, systematizing the bureaucracy of any city. So this, this sort of patronage couldn't happen anymore, right? So that kind of patronage actually turns symbolism into jobs. I was going to ask that question next. It's a great segue. So do we need more patronage politics in this government and this society if we're going to start addressing some of the underlying racial and economic issues? Well, well, I mean, I think that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, even, the, you know, the rise of Mexican-Americans happened post uh, post-civil rights. And so people seem to equate representation with racial politics or, or sort of sort of political representation. So if a, if a, or so a, a, if a Mexican American wants to be, uh, what I'm saying is a hundred years ago, everyone knew it was important to have an Irish American police chief, right? right. Now, if someone says it's important to have a, a Mexican American police chief in LA, it's called racial. No. Mm. And that level, that's there's, there's a level of, of symbolism that helps people in society believe in the fairness of government. That's a different type of represents. That is, if you see the Supreme Court, uh, this, uh, 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 somebody on, if you believe that the system works for you, mm -hmm. that can give you more of a sense of ownership in society. And as we just discussed, ownership leads to lower crime. It leads to, I mean, it gives you faith in a system that allows someone to work within the unfairness. So, so I, I might be stepping on my own toes here a little bit. So it matters to the extent that, but I don't think it matters, you know, Hollywood per se, but it matters if you have a mayor uh, or a police chief, but yeah, to your coin, I don't, I, I like what you're saying, but I don't think we're going, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's it called? The, the, the bureaucratization of jobs in a city government. What, why am I blanking on it? Like a civil service. Civil service. Yeah. The civil service has gotten rid of the patronage. I don't think we're going to get rid of it. I don't think we're going to bring it back. Well, maybe there needs to be a, a different mix, right? We saw a lot of, a lot of this empowerment with African-Americans, for example, in the, in the post, post office and federal jobs, federal jobs, right? There was a program to provide, to, to directly work to increase economic mobility which presumably has some, some, however limited, some effect on um, uh, ameliorating racial discord and racial strife, because as long as people have some economic mobility, there's hope. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's ownership. Absolutely. I don't even think it's some. I think it's more important. I think it's more important to have a stable, that, to have created a stable black middle class that has faith in the system 
and is able to 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 raise their children to 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 improve their lot. I I, I don't think I think it's more than some. I think it's it's actually uh, stability and continuity um, is more important. Uh, it, it, you know, and that happens with jobs. Um, is more important than even than, than than representation time by far by far helping so real me, people real people yeah it's impacting real people's lives yeah so so let me let me let me try to, to to characterize this because you and i have have had you know variations of this conversation a little bit the difference between symbolism and representation you know again as, as a politico here who has worked to increase latino representation um what you're saying is representation for representation's sake is uh, it's illusory and it may be damaging. And I think that's right, right? Just having a Latino senator, Mexican-American senator, a black senator in and of itself is, is meaningless. In many ways, it, it's a solve that allows upper, the upper class, largely the white upper class, to say, see, the, the system's working. There's no problem. You have a black Latino senator. How bad can it be? But that doesn't exactly. mean it's having. It doesn't mean it's having an impact on real people's lives. And yeah. What you're, what, what you're also saying, and again, this is this I think is really um, interesting. It's an interesting argument that the 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 creation of the civil service, the bureaucratization, the the the, the stability of the bureaucracy, has also limited certainly the federal governments, if not state governments, ability to practice more patronage politics to actually get people into jobs that can provide and create a more stable middle class. My understanding is that it, it was direct, the civil service was brought in by progressives in the early 20th century to in fact counter this sort of ethnic patronage. It was developed to stop it. Because why? That's fascinating, why? There's a fear that the government I, would become I, again, a weapon? I, my, my reading on this is very old. No, it's just because, uh, because the ethnics were taking over cities. That's mm. why. And so these were, you know, prog waspy progressives who he wanted to put us, you know, a, a damper on, on Italians and Jews and, and, and Irish in, in the municipal governments. Um, that is my understanding. And that that's why, that's why they were imposed. So look, where does this leave? And I know this is a little bit off topic. You broached on a little bit. Where does this leave poor whites? They don't even have they don't even have the club anymore of of they don't have the weapon of racial politics to say the system has kept us down. What do you mean? They've been using the they've been using the weapon of racial politics through Trump. We've been talking you've been talking about this for years. What do you mean they don't? No, I guess that? what I, what I mean is they're not trying to leverage the system for federal jobs or federal opportunities. They're saying more government intervention. In fact, it's no, they're trying the to leverage a system to beat up beat up other people who they blame for their lot in life. Yeah, and that, is that different than poor people of other classes? Yes, yes. There's be, again, there's beating up and there's self improvement. There's blaming others and there's getting yourself out of a hole. And I, so, so yeah, it is a different subject. But so, but all in all, we're not thinking about we're thinking in terms of representation and race, but not in terms of disadvantage and class. And 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 if we did focus on disadvantage uh, for all groups we would probably be in safer ground and that all groups can benefit. All those in the lower economic sector of every group can be tended to that would lower some of the heat and some of the battles uh, 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 over, 
over government largesse and who it serves. There has to be some deracialization of how we talk about disadvantage. Do you think the Democratic Party's capable of that? No, I don't think they can get out of this. I don't think they can buck the, the left, uh, uh, the growing left, you know, it's, it's getting, it's it, 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 racial justice uh, talk. I think they're back themselves into a corner. Well, with that, um, again, I want to uh, wrap this up by saying that George Floyd um, execution in Minneapolis gave me a little bit more hope that we were on a different trajectory. The public opinion polling and perhaps a lot of your sage counsel would suggest otherwise. Um, Gregory, let's let's cut it there. Let's talk a little bit later about something else. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks again for visiting with Gregory Rodriguez and Mike Madrid on this episode of Americanata. If you've enjoyed the discussion, please help us out, share, review, and give us five stars. We'll talk to you next episode.